Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. We're, we're really starting to question whether the waiting for the recording of this to start would take longer than the actual recording. Because we've hit that point of the year, haven't we? As I keep saying, it's nap time! <laughs> Anyone uh, see the trash got thrown out on Friday? Uh, well, it was it was merely staged, so it, the trash may have been taken out, but it hasn't been picked up yet. Oh no, it's still they, just they, sitting there. They 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 threw out the Evander Kane settlement, and poof. Yeah, no and he's still in the league. So yeah. so so the Sharks took the trash out. They had to pay a little extra, but he's still around. Yeah. Yeah, you know the, the the details of you know Yeah. Having having the details just sort of not be not be swept, there. <laughs> swept under the rug. I mean, the only significant statement was that the settlement is expected to bridge the gap between his Sharks contract and his new deal with the Oilers, but yet not impact the Sharks on the cap. So basically, they just found a way to buy out his contract. Not penalize the Sharks for it. Yeah, and wash their hands of the whole thing. Now... Because a team had cause, but the Players Association yelled, precedent? And so yeah. he gets his money? Yeah, and I think that's exactly what it was, you know. And I I, I still got to believe that the NHL should have sat there and said, keep pushing. Because if so, we've got you on a fraudulent, you know, potentially, alleged. We've allegedly, or we have you on an allegedly falsified government document which we have not reported in in an effort to keep our house in order type thing yeah i just mm. yeah nhlpa all about money and not about like you know people's welfare weird <laughs> yeah how's the search for the new executive director going oh dear god So in better news, in much better news, I just feel like, you know, Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea, welcome to the news of the world. As I sort of throw out my Dick Irvin. Good evening, everybody. This is Hockey Night in Canada with Dick Irvin, live from the Montreal Forum. Um, hooray to Alex Mandricki. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in my final... My, this is literally my final, the only other thing I had to talk about this week. Um, I, I, I was listening, I had to run to the grocery store this morning, and as I was doing so, I was listening to the 32 Ruminations. Tots. Tots. <laughs> 32 Ruminations podcast of the um, 
Parent-teacher conferences, right? The, exactly. Mm -hmm. The parent-teacher conferences that, for some reason, my parent-teacher conferences are never held in Vegas, but we'll deal with that later. <laughs> um, and I am in a fairly affluent area. Um, and I, I, I have to give um, Nazem Kadri full, full marks because in the interview with Nathan McKinnon, um, Nathan brought up, you know, seeing him leave was, you know, a, one of one of the one of the moves that's going to make his life harder in that division and in conference and everything, and and basically a Vander Kane power move to the team, the team text chat and said, "I love you guys," but there's no deals on the ice, and then the next signal was, <laughs> Nazem Kadri has left the chat. <laughs> So he sort of mic dropped his way out of the Avs team text message group, which I kind of mm -hmm. love. Those are my favorite kind of power moves. It's sort of like, you know, when you're interviewing somebody over Skype or, or Zoom or something and you're done with the interview and they just close the laptop lid. <laughs> That's a power. It's a power move. That's pretty much all I had. Got the fire like tire fire that's going on in Edmonton getting all of the questionable players in the league <laughs> nope because that um, that was sort of fait accompli when Ken Holland took over and had absolutely no cap room so he is now resigned to finding <sighs> pieces from the trash heap mm. And, you know, I, I, yeah, it's going to make, you know, not that I root for teams, but it's going to make watching those games so very effing hard. I mean, it was, it wasn't, it left a funky taste in my mouth. As it should. When Cam yeah. showed up, it's, I felt like one of those people that has that weird genetic um, that that genetic chain that cilantro tastes like soap to them. That would be me. Oh, <laughs> okay. yeah. See. Yeah. So you know, prior yeah, to Kane, yeah, prior prior to Kane, it would it tasted like cilantro to me, and then Kane got there, and now it tasted like soap. Mm -hmm. Wow. I really love that salsa, but you know, could you make it without cilantro? It's even worse than that, having that particular gene. I, I would really like Mexican food, but even if there's no cilantro, it's still like chopped up and cooked in the same pans that cilantro is. Oh, so yeah, everything, yeah. everything tastes slightly soapy, no matter what you get. You, you have, mm. you have everything is cilantro adjacent in a Mexican kitchen. That yes. is 100% for sure. Yep. And so yeah. everything tastes like it's all, even if it doesn't have cilantro in it. Tastes like it has, it's on soapy dishes. Yeah, it's because all the oil and, you know, that's mm -hmm. that's what all the pans and the grills are seasoned with is all of that and all that oil seeps in there. Bet. So welcome to Food Talk. <laughs> or the Edmonton Oilers, whichever you prefer. <laughs> yeah. Now, what kind of food would you set on a, or serve on a teal plate? That's what I want to know. Uh, something from the 90s. Something that was e e created, some Asian fusion thing that was created in the 90s. Hmm. 
Let's see here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go back because, because that's when all of, that's when the first batch of celebrity chefs really started becoming celebrity chefs for their their artistic minimalism, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm thinking. I, I okay, I think I got it. It would be French onion soup in a large onion bowl. You mean sourdough bowl? No, 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 no. No. Oh, onion. Okay, I see what you're going with. Yeah, yeah. So, in an onion bowl on sort of a mound of of um uh, of Himalayan salt or something. No Himalayan salt. No, you'd need the mound to hold the onion sort of up so it wouldn't just roll around. Because you just carve out an onion and then you put French onion soup in there. And of course, being the 90s, um, you, you know, the, the, the croutons had to be massive and the mm-hmm. cheese just had to be falling all over everything. Yep. And, and then there'd be some little balsamic reduced flourish paint on the side of it. And that nice little like like swirl thing that was the design on everything. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Oh god gotcha. yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I walked into a guitar store yesterday and about died laughing because the first guitar I saw on the wall just screamed 1990s to me. <laughs> it was it was the 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 color block, um, grungy type, you know all the stickers and all that kind of crap it's just dying laughing at it was like yeah uh, i was at the i was at the eastern states exposition otherwise known as the big e which is the regional fair for new england because all the states are so small they can't have their own state fair uh and in like half of everybody i was looking over what people were wearing people watching you know Fairs are great for that. And I'm like looking around going, I feel like it's, we're coming back to the 90s because I'm seeing mohawks and crop shirts and <laughs> lots of teal and pink. <laughs> I, uh, I, the flannel tied around oh, the waist. Lots of flannel, yep, there's lots of that too. <laughs> tied around the waist with the ripped jeans that are kind mm-hmm. of rolled up in the Doc Martens. I saw um, quite a bit of that yesterday too. Mm-hmm. And even the people that wore the flannel tied around the waist with the, you know, the ratty t-shirt, the ripped jeans rolled up in the Docs aren't wearing that stuff anymore. No, because... Those of us who are wearing that kind of, although I never had Doc Martens, but those of us who are wearing that kind of stuff in the early 90s were wearing it because that's what we all just wore and not because that was a grunge thing. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. But yeah. has anyone added like three by five patches on any of their clothes recently? See, that's an 80s thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, no, big holy things were like early nineties. And then the the razor the razor holes were like mid to late nineties. So the holes got smaller instead of, you know, because they were big. Oh no, no, no. Cassie, 
don't you remember Def Leppard started the whole razor cut gene? Oh, right. Yeah. I try to block out Def Leppard. Yeah, well, you know, as well you should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Phil Kessel. <laughs> He's wearing a single-digit number. What? I did not see that. Philip J. Kessel is not wearing... Well, of course he can't wear 81 because Marshmallow won't let him have it. What is my precious Philip J. Kessel wearing? Eight? Well, he is wearing number eight. And it... You know, in a world that does need more heels, and my God, the Vegas Golden Knights can be a great heel... Kind of makes me want to get a jersey. Hmm. I don't know if I can bring myself to do it, but I, I kind of want to. If I did, I would have to put Philip J. Kessel on the name bar on the back. But full thing, yes. 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 It would have to say Philip J. Kessel. Uh-huh. Mandatory. And it would still be shorter than Marcia So's nameplate. <laughs> Right. Well, no, see, see, Marcia So used to be Odie Marcia So. It was a hyphenated name. <laughs> so he did oh, short God, that's right. <laughs> oh, God. I for, yeah, I forgot. Um, I think he and Nugent Hopkins are up there. But, you know. Well, oh, who was the uh, early 2000s? Maybe mid two thousands, Columbus Blue Jacket, double hyphenated name. Oh, double dash, Jean Luc Grandpierre. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, he's on their broadcast now. He's hysterical, by the way. He's hysterical on their broadcasts. He's he's got that Martin Biron thing, where you know the French Canadian accent come out, and you know he he literally does call himself Double Dash, because he had the the, the double hyphenated name. Yeah, Jean Luc Grandpierre. One of the greatest nicknames that's just thrown in your lap. Double Dash. I mean, uh, my name's not that long, but I still have a hard time spelling it when I'm tired. So <laughs> nine, nine letters, too many consonants, not enough vowels. Yeah, I sort of blew somebody's mind the other day when they um, <clears throat> asked me what I prefer to go by. And I said, everything except the shortened version of my name, because I'm not that guy. And they said, um, I forget what that, it ended up on my driver, it ended up in the conversation about driver's license and why I keep it in a place where it's visible. And I said, because sometimes I forget my name. And they're like, what? And I'm like, what's one thing you never say? Your name. Name. (laughs) Yeah. Unless you're a narcissist. Or you're a... There was a story from high school. Totally, let's let's totally go down the rabbit hole. There was a story uh, from high school when when nobody had cell phones and everybody was using if they had to call somebody they used pay phones. And uh, there were a couple of guys that um, I walked past who were using a pay phone, and one goes to the other, "What's my phone number again?" The other guy's I, like, "Don't you know your phone number?" He's like, "I never call myself." <laughs> yeah, but there's a difference, like. Saying your name out loud and saying your phone number, but you have to input that phone number in so many freaking online forms. Yeah, well, well this online, is yeah, but this was, yeah. <laughs> this, this was, this was the 80s. <laughs> online? We weren't working at DARPA. What are you talking about? Pretty much. 
No, I, who was it? I think it was Stephen Wright who had the joke. He says, I don't even know my own phone number. Because um, every time I'd call, I'm never at home. Mm-hmm. I'm just still going to glow in Philip J. Kessel. I really, let's see if I can get, you know what? Okay. It's going to make for great television one of these days if I ever get it on YouTube. I'm actually going to see if I can fit Philip J. Kessel on a <laughs> Well, one of the plus sides is it's only one L in Philip. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? I mean, was there anything of any other interest that happened? I mean, moderately interesting? Moderately interesting, no. Completely overblown and bloated because it's well, because it's hockey, yes, but meh. Hey, um, if anyone's interested in a Max Patch, you're ready. Authentic. Um, <laughs> they're, basically give, they're basically giving them away. Mm. Um, oh, hey, what about what about Ottawa importing in Swiss water from Switzerland <laughs> and Colorado? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God, how gullible Wait. can you be? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh, you did not see this. You have heard this? Oh, I have not heard this. Oh, okay, dear so God. Colorado last season decided that they were told, somebody sold them on this, that getting water from Switzerland would make for better, harder ice on their rink. And so now Ottawa's copying them and doing that too. <laughs> No, see, it makes sense for Colorado to import from anywhere else because, you know, there's almost no Colorado River. Well, no, the river's on the other side of the mountains from that. Yeah, but it's, (laughs) well, every place has issues everywhere. Right, right. Uh, Damn it, I can only get Philip J. Kess. Oh, man. (laughs) Means I'd have to go to the team store or or rink somewhere and have them custom make me one. All right, listeners, you heard it. If you know of a, if you know of a shop, that will print the full Philip J. Kessel name bar. Tweet us at Generation Next Week. Hey, <laughs> I don't want it printed. <laughs> go authentic or go home. You know, it's the worst thing in the world to me is being a man of my age and body by Microsoft. Um, <clears throat> I, <laughs> wearing wearing a replica is just like, what are you even doing? You're basically announcing to the world that I love this team, but I'm too cheap to really love them. No, I'm, I don't. Now I'm going to get the hate mail because, yes, <laughs> I understand they're expensive and not everybody can afford one. It was, I'm going for a joke, not some commentary on your social standing or your ability to you spend your purchasing discretionary income (laughs) as you as you please so just lay off okay send those tweets to at jeff merrick (laughs) (laughs) just reminds me of craig ferguson's line that there's really only there's really only two groups of people that you can pick on today, and that's Nazis and Canadians. And the only reason you can pick on Canadians because they understand it's a joke. 
Or now. <laughs> and of course, who's going to defend Nazis? Um, <clears throat> God damn it. I, yeah, I, just I, don't I, tweet I, at us. Yeah, it has to say Philip J. Castle. I can call the team shop. Okay, you know what? I think I'm... No. Um, I have wasted everyone's... Too much of everyone's time going down that... Oh, reason. what else have we got to talk about? Uh, Come on! <laughs> see here. Um... You really want to talk about water from Switzerland again? I mean, you know. Well, you know, it's always the funniest thing to me is Evian spelled backwards is naive. So there you go. Yeah. I'm, sure Nestle right. paid, I'm sure they paid Nestle a pretty penny for that, that rink water. <laughs> and right now somebody's mind just went, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Never trust the Swiss. That's that's the moral of the story. <laughs> they make great knives, Cassie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And they nice. have a fantastic banking system. Not that I've availed myself of them, that anyone can prove. Uh-huh. And that's that's why they're a fantastic banking system. Nothing, nobody can prove anything. Um, I, I will, however, say that in watching some of the, uh, boy, we are just, man, I love when my ADD meds are like taking a day off. Um, squirrel. The, <laughs> not even squirrel. Rabbit. Um, I, I was watching some of the NHL 23 EA Sport presentation video, and I just think it's absolutely hysterical that, in you know where they where they show once you've won a Stanley Cup, they show your team emblazoned upon the Stanley Cup, and for some inane reason, they chose the Toronto Maple Leafs to to demonstrate that new functionality. Well, well, m might I point out, um, where where are these EA Sports NHL games made? Vancouver. Yes, this would be called uh, a troll job, because they can't do it to themselves, because you can only cry so much in a day. Do you think that was trolling? Because it might, might be, it might be trauma transplants. Or, you know, living uh, to Vancouver. Yeah. from Vancouver. Anyway, anyway, I. It's like Seattle. Most people living currently living in Seattle are not actually from Seattle. Oh, dear God in heaven! You don't have to tell me that. <laughs> the same people that came up with the Seattle hot dog and tried to claim that it's been here. It's a Seattle institution. Oh God. No. And Allison Lucan. So you got the two groups. So there are some that are welcome. Allison, Alex Mandricki, mm -hmm. Everett Fitzhugh, mm -hmm. JT Brown, John Forsland. Eddie Olchek, which ironically I, I saw that he said that he wanted to be closer to his family and I'm going, you're literally from Chicago. You don't know how many of his family actually work for the Kraken, do you? <laughs> no, I do, but they're they're not the only team that is wrought with old checks. Um, I think he wanted to distance himself from that which is Chicago, but yeah. and 
God bless him. I really hope that's the case. Um, <clears throat> oh boy, God, I I had one other thing, just popped into my brain and then it popped right back out. So Philip J. Castle's impressing people at camp. I'm just this is the Philip J. Castle hour, and we're not even going to make it an hour. And reminiscing about the nineties. Or whatever we feel like reminiscing about. <laughs> hockey flashback. Yeah, boy, dog days of summer. Days of hockey off season, and people try to say that hockey fatigue isn't a thing. Oh, hey, um, uh, I, thanks to the power of the internet mobile, sat there yesterday and watched a women's collegiate hockey game. I love Would you watch? Um, Union versus Syracuse. All right, a little D1 action. Yeah, I think it was from the week before. It's from was last replay. Yeah, it was, but that's kind of what I was getting at is they left it. Uh, you know, sometimes it's one and done with those things, they don't leave them up for on demand watching. You know, they'll they'll stream it and maybe leave it up for 48 hours or something, you know, depending on the, the deal with whoever they're partnering with. But it was very cool to see that um, a bunch of the games that were played last week were available. Mm-hmm. It was actually and they have... Too. Yeah. They have several on the docket for this week, which will kind of be nice. Um, yes. Yes, I did. I did peruse these coming soon schedule because there were quite a few weekends, especially during the day, where in between errands, don't feel like doing any more chores. Hey, why don't I pop on a RTI versus UConn game? Because why not? And you hit it, Pat. That's that's one thing I was sort of like. Um. I just wanted to have something on the TV I could watch while I was just sort of practicing guitar and and doing the guitar tones. So I had my headphones on and you know my setup going, and I was just sitting there, you know, fiddling around watching a game. And having that available in the afternoon is live or even on demand. It's just duh. love it. I mean, I've been saying that for years, it, particularly in the case of of Sunday football, you know, season, um, or even college football, why the NHL doesn't have more like of a schedule, day schedule of games um, when football season's going on. Because you get, you get like to the point where people are going, well, I don't want to watch this game. It's a blowout. And the next game I want to watch isn't on for like an hour. So what else is on? People clicking through. And I mean, it's a similar sort of deal with what you were just saying is that, well, you know, I want to do other things, but I want something on TV that I can sit down and watch for like five minutes at a time and start clicking through and seeing what else is out there. And I think that a lot of broadcasters really underestimate, you know, the number of people who want to do that. Yeah, the and I won't even call it background noise. It's It's the... I want to I want to watch something I don't have to be invested in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, fully invested into wherever you know. 
I have to listen to what the broadcasters are saying. You know, what's the other nice thing about that stream was is there was no play-by-play. -play. No offense to any of our play-by-play -play friends, but it was kind of nice. It was just sort of rank noises, although it did lead me to a few confusing moments until I had to sort of reverse engineer, oh, I think that's what happened. Um, but other than that, it was just, it was so nice. It was a fun game. But people don't watch women's hockey. They don't watch women's sports. Because no one puts it on. <laughs> Yet something, oh, I see kind of every week now. There's this publication started by former professional athletes called Just Women's Sports. And profession, former professional athletes have invested in it. And they've been putting out ratings after each like big championship event. And as we speak, game four of the WNBA finals is going on on network television. Yes, that's still a big deal to some people. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, excuse me. It's Sunday. It's on ESPN because NFL. Boo. Anyway. But still, they didn't shy away from putting on a final during... The beginning of NFL season, which, nope. you know, that's what the NHL totally would do because they're a bunch of cowards. Because it's an alternative to what's on those other stations and all the terribly played football with just a bunch of kicking, which is kind of boring. It's like an NHL game. I'd rather watch something else sometimes, mm -hmm. like NCAA women's hockey or Swedish professional hockey. Coming soon. To something with a plus. To to a stream to a stream plusing near you. Mm-hmm. Now just give us the S H D L? No, S D H L. Which is the best Steve Dangle amateur hockey. <laughs> no, his is still the D League. Now and forever. <laughs> Um, no, but the the Swedish women's league is incredible. It's probably oh. the top tier league, and I want that as part of this deal. Please and thank you. Yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? It really would. All right, well, this is a good show, everyone. Good job, good effort. You know, we came in. We're in the best shape of our lives. Um, <laughs> what, what other cliches are we going to hear for the next so two weeks? Worked so hard this summer. Had the best off season yet. Had so much yeah. fun. Worked, you know, got a new work. It was, it was a great summer. It was a bit too long, but, you know, we took advantage of it. Did, you know, relax, took some time off, and, you know, made sure I was, I was feeling good because, you know, I had some lingering injuries last season. Really no, exciting. Nathan McKinnon won't settle down. He's still just going to be a stick in the mud anyway. Um, really excited about the the moves the team made this off season. I think it's you know get some good good fresh blood in the locker room. You know we got. I love how I love how much I'm talking to the new coach and like the questions that he's asking because I haven't gotten to know him and he hasn't gotten under my skin yet. You know, he texted me in the off season, let me know. You know, hey. Really excited to work with you and 
I just like going where the weather's warm. <laughs> no, it's okay that I'm uh, I'm like fifty one percent East Coaster now. Oh, it's okay. God. You heard the Barzell thing too. <laughs> oh, I, I I was cleaning bathrooms today. Of course, I heard it. Yeah, I was cleaning my kitchen when I came. I came back from the grocery store and started cleaning my kitchen when that came home. I about dropped my glass because that you know, basically just announced he's never coming back to see. He's never coming to Seattle. Now that basically announced that um, he'll be traded. He'll be uh, cut loose as a free agent. Uh, soon enough, so he'll end up back in Seattle. Because you know how that always works. People say one thing, and then like three years later, they do the entire opposite. But enough about Nazem Kadri. Oh, ow! It's like he had the ability to stay where he wanted to stay, and now he's going where he wants to go. Huh? Two things can be true. Wasn't it the At mamas the same and the time. Wasn't it the mamas and the papas that had to go where you want to go, do what you want to do? I don't remember. I'm also. I don't know why, but there was a car commercial jingle that just came to mind, and now I'm going to. <sighs> yep, I'll probably be skating on the warm-ups at, you know, the dawn of tomorrow. Because it's hockey season, which means crappy late night for your local adult leagues. Always. And that song will still be in my head. (laughs) (laughs) This has been the 3v3 podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3v3podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees. 